Who is Prince Harry's father? Real father. Oh, this will be good. Here's what I found on the web for James Hewitt. James father. Hewitt. <laughs> James Hewitt came up. But he looks like James Hewitt. But he also looks like his uncle. G'day, my name is Mike Goldman, and welcome to On The Mic. Today, we're going to dive into the strange, mysterious world of dreams. We have on the show this lovely lady in front of me by the name of Joan Hanger. And Joan was actually the dream specialist, the dream analyst for Lady Di and a lot of other celebrities. So today, we're going to find out how the hell you become a dream analyst. Is it a psychic thing? <laughs> we're going to analyze people's dreams who are sending in the, the dreams that they've had on our Facebook and, uh, and welcome back to the show right now. Joan Hanger, welcome to On The Mic. I'm charmed. I'm charmed, absolutely, to be here. So good to have you along. How do you become a dream expert? What do you do? Isn't it crazy? Well, yeah. I used to talk dreams to my children when they were growing up. Mm. And I had um, Greek and Italian friends. And if someone or Gabrielle dreamt of tigers and lions, while I'd be doing the hair, I'd be ringing my neighbour going, what does that mean? Yeah. I mean, just to, to fulfil the whole thing of them having dreams every morning. And they'd always answer something. I'd have to, I may be able to help someone, but I can't. I'd have to study. Where would you study? So you doubted yourself at first. You thought, I, I, I can't do this. But, but, yeah. then, but then when you just started doing it, I said, you no. realised that you're a natural. It was your thing. And then and you're on the Today Show just last week talking about dreams. You had a smashing segment there that went really I well. Know. And you've got this book all and about written... the dreams of Lady Di. So you must be good. If you, if I you, am good if now. If you're figuring out the dreams for royalty. So from royalty, let's dive straight into it. Oh, to, yes. To the dreams from all of the fans out there that, that want to know exactly what's going on in, in their lives with their dreams. Because there are all, there's a few strange ones here. Um, <laughs> uh, Malcolm dreamt that the Sydney Kings won the title this year. Sydney Kings, the team I work for as the courtside MC. Oh, wow. Uh, so w- how do you do it? Do you just go, oh, yeah, that, well, I'm feeling no. a psychic vibe. No, I don't. Or? Actually, if you do something uh, often enough, like you do with your mic on the mic, hmm. exactly how you become good at it. But I think you actually acknowledge your gift and you start to, it gets bigger and bigger with you because I've talked to the world about dreams. Hmm. And the fact is that someone like that with a, with a team wanting to win or yeah. he sees dream thing and he wants them to win. Hey, that's well, a great dream. It's the same as the Melbourne Cup. Does that you, mean they're going to win? Well, it could possibly win if enough <laughs> people dreamt enough and pushed it along. It's well, the same old story. Sometimes we dream, the dream is six months before we, well, before something happens. So I don't know when he had it or when is the final. Was it shortly? Is it yeah. nearly here? Yeah, well, you know, the uh, the next season at NBL is about to fire up and Andrew Bogus just come over from the NBA. I'm oh, not sure wow. You know who these players wow, are. well, there you uh, go. We've got Kevin Lish back who's a, a a previous uh, MVP, Brad Newley, got some awesome players ready to do it too. I think the City Kings are going to be on fire this year. The first game's going to be sold out and tickets are on sale very soon, if not now. You might want to check that, sydneykings.com. Quick plug for uh, my favourite team. Is that Malcolm, was it? Uh, The City Kings. That was, uh, yeah, thank you very much for your question there, Malcolm. (laughs) Uh, The next one is from uh, Babushka. She said, as a kid, she had this same dream over and over again. She was in her house where she was growing up at the time. Everything would be so real that she would totally think that she was awake. Then suddenly fire and lava would pop out of the leather couches and it would start in one spot, pop out everywhere, and the sound would be deafening. Feel the light on me, and the heat would radiate on me. It seemed to be forever. I'd wake up absolutely drenched in sweat. What does that oh, mean? Oh, I'd love to the know how old she was. 
Now, Babushka, when she was a, a child, it a says, child actually, and she said had it many times. That means something did happen the first time. Mm. She kept having that dream, but the message was that something was going on. It sounds like health to me. Mm. Definitely sounds like something in the family. Someone in the family wasn't well. Mm-hmm. Something was. I'm sure she was fine, but she was having this. That's a very vivid maybe the fire popping out of the, fire the couch he- was maybe hemorrhoids because you're sitting on your ass. Like, <laughs> that could be it, Babushka. Get maybe get a little bit of. <laughs> Bit of a check. Babushka, I've got a dream angel here. <laughs> Steph Smith. <You> know? <laughs> Steph Smith said, uh, general question, uh, what about dreams when you wake up, uh, mm-hmm. when you you were dreaming uh, that you were crying? They intrigued this young young lady by the name of Steph Smith. She was crying in uh, the dream? She, she said, wakes up crying. She says, when you wake up, while you were dreaming, you were crying. You're crying. Yeah, well, well, how often she has it? When does she have it? Does she have it after a certain type of day that she has? That's the secret of a lot of dreams. You must check on the day of the dream. And particularly if it keeps recurring, you aren't taking a message on board. Yeah. And that's why your subconscious is giving a message to your consciousness to get some, to do something about it. Catherine Scott had the same thing. She's actually my agent. So we, we know why you're crying in your sleep, Catherine. It's probably got something to do with me. Uh, Claudia says, uh, I reckon I could knock this out of the park. Every night, without fail, I have at least two or three epic dreams. And she goes into great epic. detail here. Epic mm. dreams. It's like, wow. like a movie. And she remembers everything it's in wonderful. minute detail. And she says she'll have a full-on action thriller, a horror, a drama, romance, sci-fi, you name it. Sometimes they're really weird and surreal. And other times they're just like watching a film. In the mornings when she wakes up, she she feels like they're really cool or not. Maybe she'd write them down. It's like Stephen King used to write out I was dreams. just about to say, is she a writer? Is she an yeah. artist? Can and she paint them? The yeah, well, um, maybe she is. That's but, right. Uh, anyway, should she tell her partner <laughs> them? And she's pretty sure it's got something to do with the medication she's on. I think you might be right there. Uh, and they've gotten more intense. But I don't know if that explains the, the content. She said she's tried lucid dreaming as well. Ooh, that's, I guess that's she can very exciting. Oh, I've had that yeah. where I know I'm dreaming and I go, right, I'm going to Go fly. out of the room, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run and jump off a cliff and fly over the ocean and I'm going to be the biggest legend in the world, you know. What, what, what is the goal I'm not surprised. epic dreams? I'm not surprised because something we, that epic dream is really the one you're saying is a flying dream is the yeah. ambition. It's it's being when you had a fantastic program and you're on top of it all. That's when you yes. dream like that. David Letterman, people like that, have all dreamt like that. That oh. after a big show, after any show in daytime, yeah. you feel great about it. You haven't made any mistakes. It went well. That's the big story. But when you have a bad show, uh, you have not. You're down the dumps. No, it's the worst. <laughs> you're only as good as your last show. So thank you, uh, Claudia. So... Uh, uh, you're having epic dreams that maybe it's too much sugar before you get to sleep? No, personally, I think she should be right. She's not Paul McCartney, but she right. could be a writer. She could be an artist. She should be. When, what I tell the people who have their children have uh, monster dreams, <laughs> you draw the, the the child to sit with you, draw yeah. the monster, yeah. and you give the monster a big bunch of flowers or some chocolates and put him on the fridge. <laughs> and so the dream goes away. It's the same as what Claudia's doing. She should be drawing those or painting. Draw them. Yeah, it's because she could be energy, writing. It's, that's what our dreams are. Yep. You said it, Mike. Creative okay. energy. This is our creative imagination. We're going to get into uh, Diana's Dreams, which is uh, the, the book that you've written. I've got a few more. This is great because what better way I than, love than to understand about analyzing dreams than just to analyze them. Mm. Here, here with the uh, amazing Joan Hanger, dream analyst. Uh, Susie Ryan says she has lots of weird and wonderful dreams. Most of them are in black and white. Sometimes mm-hmm. the odd occasion, occasion there'll only be a couple of colors. Dreams about jumping on the trampoline, known, known to wake up sometimes almost hitting someone in the face with her arms flying around. Bit of violence there, darling. I don't know what the violence means. Jumping up and down a trampoline. Jumping up and down. (laughs) 
little bit of getting rid of all that excess mm-hmm. energy that she's got. But however, um, I think one of the uh, things about seeing that in your dream and you're happy about it. She's happy about those sort of dreams, it seems to be. But um, what was in there? What else was the dream? I can't remember. Uh, well, she said she was on a trampoline, her arms flying around, but she also uh, dreamt a lot about her family being under attack and protecting mm. them. In a dream, she fights like mm. a, and spies for them and uh, makes them hide in army gear and, and hide, hide for the, from the uh, Well, the she's the protectionist. She's a prote- yeah. Is she the protectionist in the family? Well, if she is, she's sort of stopped doing that because it's affecting her. She's got to sit back and let someone else be the protection. Yeah. So that that's a very strong dream, actually. Yeah. It's lo- it's great to know more about the dreamer, but I love getting these dreams today because people still have to get into their dreaming, yeah. Mike. That's what they do because our life will move along quickly. They'll have a much better life. Yeah. As I said, six months before, you can have a dream, but because you don't have a diary, you don't write it down, you don't know that you, you dreamt that six months before. Everyone should have a dream diary, is that they what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, Regan, who you might know from uh, The Voice, the All TV right. show. Oh, she, yeah. She's amazing. Uh, she should have won. Yes, uh, I know the one. I yeah. second or something like that. Uh, her dad bought a baby elephant that could fly, and he had a trainer come, but the conditions were so bad, too much wind, so I tried to teach the elephant to fly because I could... I could fly, she could fly, but the wind was so strong. I guess this fits in along with a performer doing a show. And, and, and the wind is like, you know, maybe Delta Goodrum's not wanting it a win or one of the other judges that weren't so much on her team. And she also uh, said the dream was so long it catapulted her away. And then she was with Robin Williams, who was her ex-boyfriend, and she wanted to connect with him again. So she flew through the sky into his arms, which is bizarre. And then uh, she was in like a glass globe on the other side and, and she couldn't penetrate the glass globe to get back in with Robin Williams and, and so she softened her mind and then go with the flow and then she'd get back in there with him and she'd be on a boat with some mermaids with braids and they were like are you staring at us and then it, what is going on with your mind what is going on it's an absolutely stunning dream that the wonderful thing about that girl is that she remembered so much yeah. that's what's so exciting first of all let's look at the elephant that's like a cloud she's been facing a cloud over her that's what she and she obviously uh, recognize it without being able to verbalize it. Mm. And the other thing, right, uh, flying. Well, flying is ambition, as I told you, exciting. It's getting up. It's a lot of people who are blind fly in their dreams. Mm. I mean, this is a wonderful oh, wow. way of expressing freedom of thought, freedom of getting away. But also, um, if you uh, are. What was the other part? Now I just want to see. Oh, you see. Oh, she, Robin Williams. Williams. Well, you see, flying through the air into his arms. And yeah, and that's dome. he's an icon, and he, I mean, he's gone, he's dead. However, the fact that she's mixing with someone like that and a great big, huge, undomestic, undomestic animal, she can handle anything. So I wouldn't give her future away. I think it's still there with those sort of dreams. She's able to mix with the best. She's able to handle an elephant and try and train an elephant. I mean, you know, she's taking on a lot of stuff, and I think she shows that she's a very strong. Will, a strongly willed girl and that uh, if she keeps up that positive strength she'll be right she could do something and there were pirates at the end what a pirate oh, thing pirate well she's getting capt- captured or something perhaps she's scared of um, someone I'd say she might be scared of someone putting the the water on her ideas on her plans on her um on her creativity, she's got someone there that says, oh, no, don't be silly about that. You can't do that, you know. But she's got to fight through that, same as I did, became a dream analyst who, who does things like that and say, no, I can do it. I can do that. And that's how I look at that. Don't let water or p- 
pirates. What about if you're a girl and you dream you're a guy? Uh, Arlo Rams says uh, ah. she, her, her girlfriend dreams she's a guy. Transgender thing. Often that's a help for your sexuality. It's a, a reminder. Hey, maybe you need to just sort of try it out. Just dress like a guy for the day and no, it doesn't see how really. You feel, no? no, it doesn't. It means that if you're going to make love with that other person, you've got you have a lot of confidence if you're the same sex. Oh, it's a confidence thing. Yeah, what about if I dreamt I was a girl? Well, you know, you're sort of learning something else as well. I want to be dominated. Yeah, well, could be. I'm but, not going to go there. I'm not going to go with yours. What, <laughs> what well, I mean? We're in a locked room together. We don't have to use the footage. <laughs> we can do whatever. Uh, okay, this, this is great. I'm, and I'm sure the people who are, are sending in these uh, these dream questions love them. And if, if I love them if too. If Robert Jane doesn't get to, to your dreams today... Uh, I will. You, you, we'll get you to comment in the uh, in the section below. We'll get you to check it later and love to. And, uh, love and, and to. Maybe maybe we could give away one of your books or something like we that. We could too. actually. To the best dream in the in the comments. <laughs> the below. most bizarre dream. Bizarre dreams. This is cool. We we should do this regularly. Uh-huh. Uh, Alistair Tompkins. Uh, he regularly lucid dreams. I want to know what lucid dreaming is and mm-hmm. uh, can change most of the variables characters. Someone mentioned this before. Mm. And he goes, hang on, this is dream during his dream. And he just keeps going. Like, I've done that before as well. And it's the best feeling. And, and isn't it in some religious cultures like Buddhism where you, you meditate and you sort of go, get into a lucid state? Like I've got a, mm-hmm. a buddy of mine, he regularly meditates and he, he sends himself into outer space and you know he meditates and soaks in the energy of the sun. Mm. So what, what do you think Lucid dreaming is quite... It's quite scary in a way. Well, as you know, you, you said you do it yourself. Yeah, well, I haven't done it for a long <clears> time. But it is a study of its own. Yeah. So I can't really do it in a couple of words. You mm. know what I mean? That people, you have to be make sure when you're lucid dreaming that you do come back into that room, into your bed. Because that's the scary part. If people it, think, what, what you mean, you well, when mean you leave the lucid you dreaming, leave is it, you leave your body. Yeah, it is really. Is you that leave the body and they go sleep, out. Do you think? No, no, I don't think so. However, there's another story about dying in the sleep because if people say that if your teeth fall out, you're going to die in your sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, thought that meant someone me. was cheating on you. No, I can't bear it. I was married to a dentist. I mean, I've, I've sent more people to dentistry than I've ever. Well, my in my girlfriend's life. an amazing actress, but when she's not acting, she's a dental nurse. And oh uh, wow! And uh, and and she's told me about that dream that some people say when they they go into different cultures surgery. have this feeling that if you if you dream of your teeth falling out and you catch and often if you catch them if the blood's flowing that's really good because it sort of like goes back to even Muhammad when the blood is flowing it means it's good it's over You're all alive. the drama everything's okay. <laughs> You're alive. I'm not wow. thinking alive. But anyway, I did this thing the other day with um, Georgie Gardner, and it was amazing. She told me on the, on the program that she has her teeth falling out. We're both going like this, you know, catching the teeth. <laughs> and she said, but suddenly all bugs come out in the middle of her teeth. What? Well, I went, oh, my God. I didn't have time to do it on air, but so if anyone saw it, it means I did tell her afterwards that it means that she's uh, with, with her speech. It's uh, teeth falling out of speech and diet and your image, how you are. And she would be... Often she has a fear, a hidden fear, I hope it's gone now, that yeah. she will say the wrong thing with her interviews. And that's right. why the Don't we all? bugs are coming out. That's my whole show, saying <laughs> the wrong thing. Uh, Angela Taylor, white ornament, female statue, head fell off. Thank, thank you for doing it in point form, Angela. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she's written, white ornament, full stop. Female statue, full stop. Head fell off, full stop. Oh. Okay, so your head fell off when you're a statue. Okay, I got oh, you. Oh, that's good, yes. Well, I don't know. That's a, a special statue near her bed or whatever that is. What I did mean, the Kiwi say to the statue? I don't know. Is statue, bro? <laughs> Sorry. See? Uh, Angela Sorry Taylor, about that. What, what does that mean for Angela? Angela, what? Off. Oh, the head falling off, decapitated. Well, she's that's quite a good sound. <laughs> it's quite... 
It's quite a good thing you're starting with a new a new look, a new thing. So it, does, it isn't very harmful. Actually, oh. Diana dreamt once that Prince, Prince Charles' head was decapitated. So. It's probably wishful thinking, wouldn't it? <laughs> Being something like that. Uh, Ross Farquharson. Uh, and this is a dream I want to ask you about as well, because I had this a lot when I was oh, a kid. Wow. Here we go. It, it, and I used to wake up when the, the sun would be shining through my window in the morning and think a nuclear bomb had gone off when I was about to die. And, and mm. uh, Ross Farquharson said he often dreams of nuclear war and the end of the world, also experiences a lot of flying dreams, possibly the result of dealing with his flight simulation in his job. So Ross has oh, got a, a well. company where he takes big flight simulators around My Australia. God. He has a flight simulator festival as well that I went to one year. So what, what, what does that mean? Just Flying too low. I mean, that's um, in yeah. his ambition probably. He's, he's got a lot of ambition, but he's not uh, calculating it properly. Mm. He's letting it just sit down. And he, nuclear, he should be he should be calculating a lot better than that. Mm. Uh, what else did we the say? Nuclear war thing. Nu- nuclear war thing. Well, he's expecting something ginormous to yeah. happen. Why is he expecting that? What is in his life? What is inside him every day of, the, of his life that makes him think that? You said you dreamt of that when you woke up as a child. That could have been, I don't know what age you were. It could be even the start of your sexual feelings. It could have been anything that you suddenly see Well, actually, like I remember my dad, I was only about 12 or 13, he let me watch a horror mm. movie the day after tomorrow, That's which was a new yeah. I'd say that was all that was on my part. But anyway, Cassandra mm. Gasser, who's um, an amazing acrobat, who uh, works for, I think it's Silver's Circus or one of the big circuses wow. around town. Hello, Cassandra. Uh, <laughs> she said, swimming in an ocean that never ended, not distressed, not tired, but just kept swimming through the blue sea. Peaceful and beautiful, actually. If she ever feels, you can call that to yourself a grand dream so that if she's having a really bad day or if you're going to bed that night going, oh, my God, what am I going to dream about? I'm going to bring my grand dream back in. Have that tonight and will yourself into something so beautiful. Don't let it go, Cassandra. That's nice. Hold on to it. Yeah, keep running with that one. Uh, Kate Conway, my friend's childhood home was on fire. What does fire mean? My parents still live there. It was an explosion, some sort of gas leak. We could smell it. We rang triple O. I was waiting. It was taking forever for the fireies to come. Terrible. Well, fire means that she could have had too many dunas on top of her if she's having fire. She's just hot. Yeah, that's right. Take a duna off, Kate Conway. What are you doing? But often you have to check also medically. If you had it a few times, you definitely should check medically. (laughs) Well, she's picking someone else's home. I speak, yeah, speaking of medical, uh, my, uh, mm-hmm. I remember my stepmother gave me some medication because I, uh, I had the flu once. I think she gave me too much. I, I thought I was stuck to the roof and I was dreaming oh, wow. I was stuck to the roof. And I, was, I thought I killed the President of the United States of America and oh, I was my freaking God. out. I, was, I don't know what that medicine that was, was. That was a Pardon weird me. dream. I think she was, wow. she just dragged me. I'm glad you remembered much. it. <laughs> uh, Chris McCallum. Uh, I was caught in a tsunami. Both my partner and I have tsunami dreams a lot. Oh, I don't like that. Get rid of those tsunami dreams because that's because you are not getting rid. Look, it's like the the great big um, surf, you know, a big tidal wave comes at you. Mm. It means you're letting everything build up. And is your partner doing the same thing? Yeah. Oh, that must be a lovely dinner party every night. I don't know how you're doing that because (laughs) uh, it's like you're letting it build and build and build. And tsunami is almost insinuating that you're getting swept away, often in the tidal title dream um, that people have it's at them and it breaks the glass and it comes at them but it's because you all your feelings you don't kick the cat uh, you don't slam the door you're being Mr and Mrs Perfect there mm. and get rid of that be real just say what you think no I don't like that tonight for dinner darling mm. I hate it so tsunami's building up the tension's it's a, it's, building it's, it's emotion it water is emotion 
water is if it's dirty water clean water all those those images in your dreams mean something mm. but tsunami like that and being washed Ooh. away like that i think i'm very worried about those two i hope they let us know how they go yeah okay well uh desiree wants to know about the six or eight black kittens that she keeps Ooh. taking home in her dream kittens she's looking for comfort a lot black kittens so she's a little bit negative in in there I don't know what kittens are to her. She may need to get one. Let's go and solve that one. Just get a lovely Go little, and get a kitten. A little tiny black kitten. She wants kitten. some love in her life. She does. A kitten is a comfort zone. It put, you put it on her. its lap and you stroke it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's and the dog is like a guardian, but the the kitten, uh, sorry, chicken, I wasn't The kitten is your comfort, hops on your lap and you're able to, it's a comfort zone. So mm. I would say look for more, find out more about her comfort She needs zone. some love. Desiree, I love you. Get a, get your little <laughs> pussy and stroke it. Uh, Natasha Taylor says, uh, I have a lot of sex dreams, mostly about celebrities, and the last one was Will Smith. Wonderful. Boom, boom, shake the room. If you can do it with Will Smith, you can do it with anyone, girl. So that's what it's all about. A lot of men dream of Elle McPherson still. I can't believe how they still dream of Elle McPherson. But do, you, do they dream about Elle McPherson? No, making love they, to her on the catwalk. But, but dreaming about her at age 25 or are they dreaming her about well, her at age 15? I, I don't go into the age. Young Elle, old Elle. Anyone, if you're dreaming of any celebrity or any big name, a movie star, anyone like that, you must realise that if you can make it, the same as people dream of having afternoon tea with the Queen. In London, they dream of having afternoon dinner with the Queen. You know what that means? No. People in their homes, they're so lonely. They see the next door neighbour going out. They never go out. They go get to bed and think, "Oh well, I'll have a dream about having afternoon tea with the dream with the Queen." It means that they can rise above it all. That's what I'm trying to say. Rise above <laughs> it, and and it, this is amazing. It's an incredible insight into dreams, and um, and and I, I, there's so many of them that, that that all these people have mentioned. I think I've ha- I've had a lot of those dreams. Exactly, it, exactly. It's, it's so good to get your take on it. But wh- when you mm-hmm. ask people, um, like ask people to tell you about their dreams, mm-hmm. uh, on, like on, on a message board or something like that, you kind of need them to elaborate what's going on in their oh, life. And I do. So, so I there's do. more that you need to talk about. So we, we, we exactly. Would you mind like you get in the comments section? And uh, and yeah. after the show, and we'll, yeah. we'll get you just to a little uh, talk bit, to little bit of Q and A because you really do then get an idea of who they are, mm. age groups as well. Mm. You're, not, you're not sure, mm. and like some of those dreams yeah, it depends have on where definitely they are in their life. I know, but yeah, I know, but some of those dreams definitely are pointing to family thing issues mm. and issues. That last one, the tsunamis, please, mm. please, those mm. two. So a lot of it's life experience that you're speaking from, and you know, it is mean, actually. You're not someone who's just come out of uni and you've studied psychology. I mean, it's you no. understand what people are like. You've been around for a while yes and and it's easier to figure out people who who they are in their walk of life their job their age mm-hmm. to, to figure out what when, when i went to mean. study in zurich in the jung institute i've been junged and that means uh, i stayed over there for three months and and did the course the dream analysis course oh you did the dream set by analysis? carl oh right by carl jung so and i have been that? well you know sigmund freud well carl jung's the opposite to him they were the two two brilliant men in the world right okay two. So he has a wonderful place, a villa on the lake. And Kutznacht, you go down every morning and you're there and it's the most wonderful experience I ever had in my life. So I go back there as often as I can mm. over the years, but that's many years ago. But when I came back from that, I had been asked by Woman's Day to put on to do the dream column with mm. um, Athena Starwoman or someone like that. And I said... I had to go and see a Jungian analyst because I asked them, just like you said, um, I went to see someone. Was it okay that I could actually ask people to send their dreams in to a newspaper? Because normally they go to the psychiatrist and lie on the couch. 
And he said, Joan, you're opening a Pandora's box. Go for it. I came back to Australia. I got, you know, over 150 letters a day to start with. They just kept piling and piling. And that's how you, that's how it happened. I studied and, and I've written six books, seven. Sorry, I forget about that. Seven. So there you go. I mean, you know, it's a lot of fun. It becomes, it just, it shows people what you can do with an idea, how you can travel with it in your head, in your body. And perhaps it doesn't mean you're going to be a multimillionaire, but that's not what it's about. Yeah, it's, it's the kind of job you can just do from anywhere in the world. They're the I, best I jobs, have. aren't they? I have, I know. Like this, they set up a couple of cameras. We could be in Japan right now and no one would know. We'll be talking Japanese. No. So if, if anyone comes to you with their dream and mm. it's a reoccurring nightmare, yes. do you ever refer them to like special help or a psychologist or a doctor? Because some people have uh, PTSD after being like a war zone or something like mm. that. And do you ever come across people? Well, I've come across some like that. I would refer them. I wouldn't even try to tackle yeah. it. And particularly you can when it's personally, when you see the pe- people like we are one-to-one mm. and you actually can start to tell what the person's are like. Yeah. Is it nervous? Is he this or is he that? You know. So it's been amazing. One night it was funny. We had I had the mother sit in the chair. Then the father sat in the chair. This is not you know three bears, but mother and father, mm-hmm. and they're both telling me because they're worried about the son. Yeah. And then the sister sat in the chair, all telling me about the, the what the worries of the son. They're all worried about the son and, and what his dreams are. I didn't get to the boy. Finally, the boy sat in the chair, and it was hysterical. But I mean, I solved it all. But anyway, it was, was a, his dreams. Oh, I can't remember the whole thing now. But, but the whole family was it. Yeah, but he he we did solve it. For him. He was causing havoc in the whole family. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was, was so fantastic. Drama. It was They're dealing with stuff in their heads rather than actually know, sitting down and was. talking about but it. But so. it was fabulous that they were all concerned enough to sit with the dream diva or dream who. So you're like a psychologist, man. really helping families sort what out their problems do? in a lot of ways, aren't you? Well, actually, when we had the Mark Bryant thing over in uh, Tasmania. Oh yeah, the mass shooting. It's like the Australia's last mass shooting. Uh, I used to have all the letters. I think I said to you from in Woman's Day. I sent mm. hundreds of letters every day. A couple of the letters came there and the police had seen them, whoever's doing all the research for those sort of things. They'd got in touch with me, but how did I reply to this person and that person? It was quite fascinating. Really? So people were writing letters to you about their yeah. dreams after being in, no, in the Martin Bryant massacre? No, you didn't know or? where they were from or what they were from, but their dreams were quite bizarre. Wow. And I'd answered them. A couple of them, I know I rang the hospital, I rang my friend who was a psychologist before I answered. You know, I, I never answered anything that I wasn't sure of. Mm. And I couldn't take anything on that was when I'm not qualified for that. Have you but ever... after nearly 20 years or more of doing dreams to mm. everyone mm. in the world and, you know, um, Tony Bennett, you name people, Tina Turner, mm. I've done it all. I've done It's just been divine. I'm Tony, a princess Diana. Tony Bennett, Tina Turner. Keep talking. Lady Di. Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Uh, yeah, but he didn't turn up. We were invited to his what? birthday party. It's in probably the St. Eating. <laughs> he didn't turn up. I think he must have been on the last leg. Anyway, that was so funny. So Lady Di, obviously one of your favourites. Oh, well, I became her friend. She had a trusted friend. I mean, if I hadn't have been very careful when I came back with the interview, uh, I was very careful to keep most of it out to myself. So Can you talk about it now? Oh, yes, I talk about it now. So yeah. what are the, what's the stuff that you would have kept quiet when she was alive that you figure, well, well I'm going to talk about it now? Well, I can talk about it now. The fact that, uh, that uh, Mr. Fayed wanted me to get something down so he could have something that is appropriate for him and for Dodie and for her in the shrine he had in the Harrods. Everyone uh, Yeah, yeah. So he wanted shrine. you to send something like a book or Yeah, or he did. So I got with... together the book. I had the dreams, but then he couldn't he couldn't put it in there because of all the um, court cases he was having at the time. Right. So that was dangerous. So, so he's so having court I, cases with the royal family. 
Yes, that's right. There wasn't a lot of stuff that you were allowed to talk about. No, that's right. It was all very, very hip, much hidden. So court cases with the royal family, I guess, was referring to, you know, mm. the, the driver who was driving the car well, that's for her right. and her protection that was supposed to be there and, you know, letting the paparazzi drive alongside the car oh, in the tunnel. Oh, no, it was that, terrible. The, 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 but I don't even see that the paparazzi were near that, were near anywhere near so, that car. So what do you think happened? Well, I think, um, I don't know. I think that car was in good, I don't think it was in good nick. You, do you think the driver was drunk or, I don't or know someone about snuck the up to him after the, the accident and injected him with alcohol? So I don't know. But it looked what like ha- it was his fault. <laughs> I don't know. But the thing was, it's, it, it'll always leave this mystery about it, won't it? It won't always be. And the other mystery was that my daughter had lived in Paris a lot. And she said, why did they take her to the hospital, which was about three quarters of an hour away when there was one 15 minutes close? So, I mean, there's all this stuff, and she was mm. still alive at that time, but one doesn't know. I mean, history yeah. may come out with a story. We'll just put it in the JFK, did they really land on the Marilyn moon? Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn, you know, there's so many I mean, many come on, don't you love, you love, and they're so young. You we see. don't want to go into all those conspiracy theories. Let's talk about the good side I don't, I don't think we can solve it, Mark. You know, she was an amazing person. Lady Di. She was still heaven. loved by people all over the world. And and what was she like as a person? Do you know what I love? Her? What you're saying? No one ever calls her Lady Di anymore. And I love you calling her. She Lady would Di. love that. No, she would love it. Her skin and how she was. She was terrific. And I mean, um, she loved to have fun. Mm. I'll tell you the story of the shoes. I wore my Chanel boots a second time into Palace. <laughs> and I said, ma'am, I'm not going to buy a new frock every time I come here. This is ridiculous. She said, oh, I see you've got your Charles and Camillas on. I said, I beg your pardon, my Chanel boots. And I said, what about you? And she said, well, um, actually, I'm wearing my, um, I said, Christian Dior. She said, yes, my Charles and Diana's. I said, they're tart shoes, ma'am, because they were a, a sling bag. And she said, yes, I know, I called them my tart. But, I mean, that's the sort of thing. So, I mean, you know, she was divine. She was good fun. She was a pretty yeah, in- oh, intelligent fun. young lady. She, she knew yes. what was going on. She wasn't, she knew she wasn't was a going. ditzy kindergarten teacher. No, not at all. No. Not at all. I, I mean, and that calling her and Fergie loose cannons and all this silly talk, it's just ridiculous. And what I find now after her anniversary last year, which caused millions and millions of people to celebrate her anniversary her 20th anniversary the thing was that the paparazzi now since then the palace has got the foot down on the pedal and paparazzi are everywhere you you can't solve all the mysteries of the world we'll just put the lady die dotty alpha head car accident in the in the too hard basket with jfk did they did they really land on the moon did and they or not? I mean, they haven't got me scared about that for a while. I, oh, for a long time, I, I really believed that they didn't land on the moon. And so now, did I. now I just don't know. We don't know. I'm all the other things we're told, you know. I told you, I haven't told you Donald Trump retweeted one of my tweets. Donald you know. Trump retweeted you. He retweeted what, what, must me. He said something about him that was good. No, nothing about him. What did you say to make Donald Trump retweet yeah, isn't you? Isn't that a mystery? I know. A couple of years ago. How long has he been president? Oh, it's been uh, two years. Yeah, no, a couple of years, I think. Well, I don't know whether yeah. he's president or not. I think he was. Anyway, mm. it was in February in uh, a couple of years ago, and I was in Adelaide, mm. and I was visiting my friends from America who'd just come back, yeah. and they brought all these feather boas. She was giving her mother a, pre- a, a party. Yeah. And so Louise... Um, I couldn't find her. So I went out and she had them hanging on the trees. And it was in Walkerville in Adelaide, which is a Pooban Wee Wee type suburb. Like mm. it's just, you know, very cement. And we're all perfect in uh, Walkerville in South Australia. And here, Louise has hung all these 50 to 100 yellow feather boas dangling from the trees. I went, oh, my God, Louise, this is hysterical. So I got my phone and I got my tweet. Yeah. And I just said, well, something miraculous has happened. Oh, what did you actually say in the tweet that made him go? What I said in the tweet. You know what? It's the best tweet ever. 
I'm going to tweet this. No, no. Well, he retweeted. I mean, there's a lot of millions that went to. But I said in my tweet, I said, oh, well, this is something absolutely phenomenal has happened in this suburb here in South Australia in Walkerville. Their feather boa trees have burst into flower. Flower, sorry, burst into flower. And it's absolutely astonishing, the whole of the suburb, blah, blah, something like that. That's all. And I, I didn't know, I did a picture of it. I did yeah. the picture of the feather boas hanging in the trees. And um, I tweeted it. And next minute I know that I sort of was a send up of the Walkerville suburb, actually, because it's a, a snooty, stupid suburb. Mm. And to think if they saw Feather Boa, they'd all probably ring the police or they'd, <laughs> they'd probably all go to hospital and think that they've just had some dreadful nightmare. This yeah. is a true story. Yeah. I mean that. In South Australia, I know I'm actually originally. Yeah. So I am I made fun of it in, in, with words. And, that's when he read, and I get a message back. And so he's the head of my VIP now on my phone. VIP number. No and there's way. Donald Trump. Yeah. That's hilarious. Do Isn't you think maybe, maybe maybe he's trying to crack onto you or something? I'm I'm sure. What are you saying? Would you get real? Excuse me. He's got <laughs> Ivana Trump and he's got Melania. What the hell? Anyway, it was quite fascinating. That's cool. That how he was he reads everything. I mean, he's joking. So what what kind of let's get back to Diana. What kind of dreams did Lady Di have? Diana have. <laughs> Lady well, Diana dreamt about uh, when she was at that bulimia stage. She had I went through a lot of children's dreams with her over the period because I mean I met her in 1996. And she talked to me then that last couple of years. That was it. I didn't mm. meet her before. But she explained a lot of things to me. She did dream of uh, holes in the clothes and torn clothes at that time. Really? Like that, means, that means that, you know, everything's falling apart. She mm. was falling apart bodily. You see, when your clothes show something, yeah. dreamers, if you're listening to this, if your clothes show something, it means something internally with you is very worrying. Very worrying. So was that internally meaning her, her love for Charles? Did she was, she was she in love with him? No, that was when she was a child. Well, she was in love with him. Yes, she was very much in love mm. with him. And the saddest thing is she would have had another couple of children. She wanted about six children. Mm. Um, but she said, um, you know, he, she knew about it from the very beginning. There was someone else in the marriage. Yeah. And the thing was that she would also had a fantastic dream of the archetype dream. Because I've studied in the Jung Institute, mm. I can say archetype dream. Mm. And it's a dream where there's a big dark figure hanging over your bed, standing by your bed. Mm. It can happen when someone you love has died mm. uh, or it can happen, you know, I don't know what. But the fact of it has a great message for you. It's actually the stronger side of yourself, the anima and the anima, the male and the female the side. anima? <laughs> the, the, anima, the anima, the anima, the anima, the anima, and the an animus, what, what's an which anima means the male and, male and the female side of yourself. Oh, okay. So sometimes you are needing to be much stronger and mm. tough, like a male side. If I'm a female, yeah. Otherwise, you may need to be a lot kinder and more gentle with your pa with your a partner with your family, whatever. Mm. But it also can indicate that you might be pregnant. So I said, oh. I said. Princess Diana, I said, ma'am, please don't tell me that you're pregnant. I can't bear it. She rolled her eyes and said, please, Joan, please. Anyway, it was a time that, of course, she needed a stronger side of herself. Mm. She needed that so much because she used to get torn apart with her, mm. all this, the protocol, the stuff in the palace. Mm. It, uh, she hated all the protocol and, and all the, yes. the, the politics and inner bullshit she had to deal with, didn't she? She just hoped that um, the boys, when they grew up, they could handle it. Mm. That, that, but I, that I William like in particular could take, to, could take the protocol. I because feel like he, they've, they've changed the protocol a little bit since. They seem Dyer to have. Around. They seem to have. But yeah. Those down, boys seem like you know, they're, they're knockabout lads with their heads screwed on. 
They seem to be, you know? I wonder. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't seem like, uh, you know, royals would be from 10, 20, 30 years ago. I, th- I, think, mm. I think the royals have, have changed a lot and they've had to adapt to the times. I heard the Queen say something amazing the other day. She, she was uh, asked about you know, immigrant problems in different country and, you know, uh, the people coming from Africa. And, 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 she's, and the Queen said, I don't really see colour. You know, I, I see the person. And I thought mm. that was the most amazing thing that she could That's say. very good. Well, she's amazing. But, mm. I mean, once she goes, I wonder, mm. that, you know. Who's going to be in charge? Well, this is Surely it. Surely one of the William, boys. William, there's one. No, I don't know. I was in uh, William. London. William, I, I am. In, I was in London when um, I had my, uh, with the BBC, I had a program here when I would be in London. And I was in London and I'd just been to Selfridges, which they had re- redone, redone Selfridges, mm. made it into something stunning. And all these beautiful young people were in Selfridges. I'm going, oh, my God, I'm telling the girl I'm doing the, TV, the radio with. And I said, you know, we've just had something exciting happen in Australia. We've just had our South uh, Tasmanian girl marry a prince in um, Denmark. And I said, we're just so excited about Prince Miss, Princess Mary. And she's a girl from Tasmania. I said, I think it's time now. I said, when I look at all this wonderful excitement of young people in London sweeping the streets mm. in Oxford Street, and so uh, why don't we have, you know, William should be taken by the Queen down to Balmoral. I have this great idea. Down to Balmoral, train him up. And the girl goes, please, Joan, stop it. We can't, please, Joan, don't say any more. I said, why? She said, because we can't afford another abdication. We just can't afford it because Charles has to be king. Yeah. But I have a picture that I love. I'm sure Diana knows I picked it out for her. It's William. And um, he's walking with one of those wonderful coats they wear in London, the big men's coats, big dark coat. And he's got a couple of little medals up here, not many. And he's inspecting a guard and he's walking and his hands, not wearing gloves, his hands are sort of curled like this beside him. And he's walking and I just love the picture because you know what? He looks like a king. And, you know, suddenly mm. there's something about William that has got, not when he's a about dad and all this but when mm. you I saw him like that I thought oh Diana would love that I don't think Harry's got that I mm. think William has it but as far as Charles is, well what are they going to do with that I mean they have longevity in their family god they go on for years here's a good question for you is Harry Prince Charles son yes I'm sure he is have you seen the Earl of Spencer what why did why does he look a lot like because the Earl of Spencer has got red hair what's, what's the name of the, the yes, guy yes I know Lady I'm Di just going to say his name supposedly having a relationship yes, I know with the, um, you, know, oh. you know the, uh, yes, the guy I know. the polo player oh what's his name do you know the guy I'm talking about yes I do and I can't think of his name either uh, I'm going to google he's, it he's right so forgetful. he's so forgetful I'm sorry who is Prince Harry's father real father Oh, this will be good. Here's what I found on the web. For James Hewitt. James Bowman. Hewitt. <laughs> James Hewitt came up. But he looks like James Hewitt. But he also looks like his uncle. Charles Spencer. Her brother. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. The same height, same but colouring. Another conspiracy theory. Another, another oh, one. Put that one to bed. <laughs> another one under the bed. Yes, mm. exactly. Anyway, so, it's so an exciting you, how, time. How do you have a, a whole book of, of Diana's well, I tell dreams? Because you, oh, you're good right. friends with her as well. Yes, I know. And, and you're like, you talk about the, a frightened family. Uh, why mm. is the family frightened? What, what's that chapter all about? I wouldn't actually have had that many dreams of Diana, except I've added dreams from all over Great Britain and from all over the world mm. as far as into the book as well, mm. to show people how they dream the same as all these other people. Oh, right, no. so that's not necessarily her or her family or anything. No, like that. That, uh, the family is, um, she, I, I don't know, if I say frightened family, I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, there's a frightened family I don't know uh, what that section. one's about. Well, what about uh, Lady Di's dreams of cross-dressing? 
<clears throat> cross-dressing, yes. Well, actually, she used to like to have a lot of fun, I'm telling you now. Really? She used to cross-dress? Well, she used to she dress used up as a man. She dressed up in disguise sometimes. In the bedroom? No, to go outside. <laughs> Particularly in Paris, she would often wear a, a gorgeous dinner suit and everything like that to, to make sure she wasn't noticed. Oh, no, look, there's so many anecdotes about her. She's just the most divine thing. Is there, is there a section here on her burgeoning sexuality? Yes, well, there you go. Snakes everywhere in her dreams. <laughs> Now, did I Are tell they penises? What's the story? I didn't, I didn't tell you how um, I got to meet her in the palace, did I? I was in the bar did behind... Did you clear of the burgeoning sexuality section? Yeah, well, section? that's true. Well, it's true. Well, well, everyone's... You don't want to talk about penises? Snakes. It's not a family show. You can talk about whatever you want. <laughs> snakes and penises, really. I, I mean, excuse me. Is it the same me. thing? <clears throat> no, it depends oh. where the snake is. And it depends how... We're, Trouser you know. snake. <laughs> So what do snakes mean in your dream? If you dream and you come into your kitchen and all the snakes are in the kitchen, what would you think that is then? Uh, you, they're you, not always in the bedroom. They're always, they can be outside. They can be inside. They the can kitchen, be in the bathroom. That mean? That mean, that means... In the kitchen, it's a nourishing sign. A oh, nourishing. that's a good thing. Yeah, a good thing. Snakes are good. Yeah, snakes can be good. Of well, course, they can hear. What was she dreaming about snakes for? Well, I can't remember that dream now. I have to look at it. Well, I can't remember. You'll it. have to read about it in the book. I have to read about it in the book. You get it in Amazon. That's how you get the book. Diana's dreams. <laughs> and, and you are going to get into all of the people's dreams who have written in the box down the bottom. Free I'd love to. Free of charge. And, love to. And people can contact you on Skype as well. They just need to contact you on Facebook and, and you can do an actual, uh, a longer dream analysis, 15, 30 minutes. And, yes, uh, I can. And get to the bottom of the story because it means so much more to know about someone's life and how old they are and where they come from mm -hmm. and all that kind exactly, of stuff. Exactly, exactly. You're really understanding dreams, Mike. You actually right. have become a dream angel over a few minutes. Okay, so have you had a dream lately that I could try and analyse? Well, I just... Uh... <laughs> What's the last dream you had? I dream all the time. Tell me, I dream what, tell me your last dream. I dream, tell me a every, I dream all night. I can't. I'll, I'll analyse it and you tell me if I'm right. Where was I? Oh, I Come can't on, think. Where was I? I was actually... Um, in your dream. Go back. Close I your eyes. Close your I eyes. I can't think what that Come on, Close me. your eyes, Joan. I want you to get in the moment. Close them. Okay, Close. I'm closing my eyes and I'm dreaming that I'm in a very fast car. I'm driving a so car. You I'm dream, driving an a, Alpha. You dream you're in a fast car. I'm driving an Alpha, Romeo. I know exactly what that is. What is it? That's just all about sex. Just uh, you, you're uh, wanting sex. You're wanting a, a, a sex with an Italian man wow. who's fast, sleek, and good-looking. Okay, give me another one of your dreams. Thank you. That's a very another good one. Another one of your dreams. Another one is I'm on a train and I can't get off. On a train. Okay, a train. so th that dream's clearly about sex. Uh, you're dreaming uh, you, you want to meet a, uh, a man with a bit of grease on him, like he's a train driver. Uh, you know, you want, no, you want I want him, to pull the cord and get off, and want, I can't. You want him to, to keep you on the rails? Okay, one more. Well, I'll do one more. Close oh, your eyes. Uh, Think well, about another dream that you might say, have. Let me say, I have a big black dog. Sex! Chasing That's me. That's about black man. Thank you, Joan, for being on the show. Oh, no. Joan Harper. It's, it's, been, it's been a torrid. It's been a, a torrid experience. I love it. I love it. Thanks, Mike. Get it on Amazon. And thank you for watching on the mic. If you have gone all the way to the end of this episode, please... Get on, to, get on to the uh, the comments section down the bottom, and uh, write your dream journal. Check it out. But but while while you're in the writing mood, we've got no reviews. Like we're getting thousands of people watching the show, but we've got no reviews on iTunes. So if you don't mind, please give us a cheeky review. Uh, good, bad, whatever it is, just give us a review so we can uh, a get sexy more people, review. More people having a listen to the podcast or, or watching it right here. And if you watched it, it's free. You know, I I'm paying to put this all together myself. Please give it a cheeky share. Thank you very much. And uh, if you do give a share, uh, we're going to give away a couple of copies of this, which mm -hmm. I'm going to buy myself, even, unless you've got a few spares. 
Uh, and uh, I'll give it away to some people who uh, who share the show, who got to the very end. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for being a part of the show by sharing and uh, liking the Facebook page and following Instagram as well. At Mike Goldman Live. Joan, you are a dream legend. You are a dream guest. Thank you. I've loved it. I'm dreaming about it tonight. <laughs> Not a wet dream. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear those. Thank God. <laughs> Okay, this is the special section of On The Mic. Wet dreams, what do they mean? Ah! No, not a sound. That's for the next episode, <laughs> if she comes back. <laughs>